podcast at last. Do you remember? Can you hear that? No, probably not. I think you can hear that. I'm guessing you probably can hear. Remember when that sound used to be the sound of sweet relief? Yes. Ice cubes in a glass? Yes. Like I would almost feel a uh, sense of relief wash over me. It's ice water. Hi, it's Lisa. Hi, it's Julie. And this is Two Sober Chicks. Coming live to you from the ORC, which is the Ontario Regional Conference of Alcoholics Anonymous. Right. The biggest recovery conference in Canada. I just made that up, <laughs> but it's just the arrogance of Torontonians, <laughs> yes, isn't it? That's right. <laughs> and the Ontario Regional Conference is always held in Toronto. Yes. Yeah. Well, other little places must get pissed off about that. Maybe it. Maybe you know, maybe. Godrich wants to hold it one time. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> We're laughing at Godrich. Sorry, Godrichinians. <laughs> Arrogant Torontonians. What's the name of our show again? I feel like it's been a Two while. Two Sober Chicks. Two Sober Chicks, right. Yeah. And it's, it's you this, and me. Two yeah. Sober Chicks. Excellent. And for the listeners out there where this is your first time listening to us, uh, be aware that these are our own opinions, thoughts, and feelings. Mm-hmm. We don't represent anyone. We don't get paid by anybody. We're not sober coaches. <laughs> <laughs> Go listen to a previous podcast. You'll hear our thoughts on sober co- coaches. Yes. Well, Lisa's thoughts, yes. really. We're not therapists. I'm a, I don't know yet. You're on the fence. You're on a the fucking fence. fence that are <laughs> going to knock Hurts. you off that fence. <laughs> One day, you're going to topple. Well, uh, we do have a sober coach who listens to the podcast. Oh, who's who, that? Uh, Aaron. Hello, Aaron. Hello, Aaron. And so we Is were going to have still him. still listening? <laughs> we were going to have him on the podcast to talk about what the fuck is a sober coach. Mm-hmm. And. You mean I could be making money off of this shit? Mm-hmm. I give this away for free, dude. <laughs> what the hell? Yes. Somebody actually made a nice comment about that. Yeah. About us giving this away freely which is kind of the whole thing about aa you give away freely what was so freely given to you i'd be dead if it wasn't for somebody who gave their time to me and uh i remember i asked my sponsor um do you have time for me and he said no i was like oh Oh my god (laughs) but before i could get totally offended he's like i i don't know if you know my life but i have no i have zero time he works like seven days a week and um, he said, but if you are willing to go to any lengths and you're willing to follow my suggestions, as outlined in the 12-step program of Alcoholics Anonymous, then I am willing to make time for you. That's sweet. And I thought that that makes a lot of sense because in that moment, what it taught me was all the things that I had done in the past with other sponsors, like take their time for granted, take them for granted. Yeah, it was a good check for you. Take their experience for granted. Um, was my own ego and arrogance thinking, who are they to tell me what to do? Well, um, maybe they're sober and you're not. (laughs) And you're asking for some help, so you should listen. So it was a good good lesson. Yeah, good lesson in humility. Yeah, I saw St. Luke today. There's this running joke I have where I think that Luke is purposely ignoring me. There may be some truth to that. Um, I was, I got rope, I shouldn't say I got rope to it. I volunteered Mm -hmm. to volunteer in check-in. Right. And I've seen him three times sort of in the distance at this hotel. We're at the Sheraton Center, Toronto, and tried to get his attention to no avail. Yes. So He's just focused. He's, he's busy. He's focused. And you know what? I think it's a testament to who he is today 
I don't, I'm sure he wasn't always St. Luke. (laughs) (laughs) I think he was, uh, not quite the ladies. Yeah. I think he was devil Luke. And, uh, so I think it's a testament to who he is today. Yeah. That he doesn't notice your beautiful visage. Well, thank you. It doesn't sidetrack him from his purpose of being here at the ORC, which is on the volunteer committee and he's in the newcomer room. Oh, bless his heart. He loves the newcomers. Bless his heart. And he's one of those guys, I was in a, I'm in another like chat room with ladies and one of the ladies immediately cautioned all the girls and great advice, women with women, men with men, like... And there can be predators at any conference, Mm -hmm. but there can be predators, unfortunately, in newcomer rooms and anywhere around the conference. So that's why they say stick to your own people, like women with women and men with men. Um, For me, it gets a little bit weird because I'm a lady who likes ladies. So (laughs) I was like, oh, fuck, where do I fit in in all this? But that's why I've mainly had male sponsors. Yeah. So, but that works for me. Yeah. But it's about being safe. And also it's about, so how I look at it as, am I going to be attracted to my male sponsor? No, not a chance. Yeah. So that, that felt safe for me. And I, I mean, it's out there right away. I just have to walk into a room (laughs) and it's out there. I'm out there. (laughs) Oh yeah, she's gay. Okay. So anyway. Well, if you are a newcomer and you're wondering how to stay away from predators, Mm -hmm. go to a group. If you're a woman, find the longtime female members and sidle up real close to them. And start there. Yeah. And if you're a guy, I know this might sound sexist, but I don't really think there's going to be a predator problem. But if you think there's a predator problem, mm. there's a woman that's after your nuts or whatever. Yeah. Sidle up to the long-timer dudes in that group and start there. And another way to look at it is if you want to know how not to be a predator, men with men, women with women. stick, mm. Go to an old-timer and say, you know, how do I behave in AA? Because we always talk about, too, there are like, there's no rules right? In AA about how you behave and that's true. You know, you can come to a meeting. We've seen it. People come to meetings when they're drunk. Well, okay. I hope some of the message gets through and when they wake up and they sober up that some of that message got through and they come back and they try yeah. try it sober. So like we don't keep anybody out. And the only requirement, one of our traditions is the only requirement to be here is a desire to stop drinking. That's right. So that kind of because once we, it was decided way back when, when they founded the organization, if we say, oh, well, only men can come, no, not women, because we can't mix with women because we can't be trusted, then where would all, the, where would all we be? Or, you know, there was a time when they would have kept black people out or gay people out or Jewish people out, Yeah, and, you know, so it is about a desire to stop drinking. So there aren't any rules, but there are old timers who have a little bit of grace and experience and can teach us a thing or two about behaving. I agree. So (sighs) I pulled up here in my Uber. Mm -hmm. Do you know it's $50 to valet here per day? I was Uh, like, not happening. I know. (laughs) So I jumped in an Uber, shared an Uber. $26 across the street. Well, I got in an Uber for 20 bucks. Okay. I was in tears as we pulled up because I could see our tribe congregating outside and I saw all the people pulling their suitcases out of their cars and checking in and I was just like, oh my God, I love these people so much. Like the um, the miracles that are going to happen here this weekend and the fact that each one of us is a miracle even being here, that we're not out drunk somewhere 
and that we come and we get to congregate and black, white, tall, short, fat, skinny, male, female, Mm -hmm. everything is here. In that check-in, it was super cool to see all the cities people were coming from, whether it's from Ohio, um, from the States. Mm -hmm. There was a Cleveland, Ohio, uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, or all across Ontario, all across Canada. Yep, one of the speakers from Alberta, another one from Arizona, so you never know like who you're going to meet. Uh, people from small towns in Ontario. Uh, I heard somebody um, saying they were from Newfoundland earlier t- tonight. Love the Newfies. Hi, mm-hmm. Newfies. I was sitting in the newcomer room and this one guy, almost every fifth word out of his mouth was A. Where is he from? <laughs> He's, I didn't ask him. Oh. get a chance to ask him. <laughs> but I was sitting there thinking, you have just, like, there are Americans in the back of the room ha- sw- handing money out to each other. Like, they obviously said, see, they do say it. Yeah. A, A, and I just thought it was so cute because every like fifth word was A, 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 A. A. <laughs> well, there should be about 5,000 people here this weekend yeah. for this conference. Super people. You know, I actually had somebody come up and say, uh, what is your conference? What is, what is the ORC? Mm-hmm. Uh, and said it's the Ontario Regional Conference. Regional conference for what? <laughs> like, okay, he's not giving up. Alcoholics Anonymous. And he's like, oh, that's why it's so nondescript. I'm like, mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> it's kind of a secret. Unless you want to come down and join us. Unless you see all of us walking around <laughs> with our badges on that says AA. Did you know on one side it doesn't say A? AA, though? If you flip it over? Let me. I on. put about a thousand of these in the sleeves today. You're right. I think this is the first year, if you don't want to be identified with this conference, it doesn't yep. have that on. It'll just say your first name, your initial, and your home group, or your town. And then... On the other side, I was like you. I'm a volunteer, so mine's We says have fancy AA. volunteer ribbons. Ribbons. And so the the slogan for this conference this year is, that's me. I drink like that. Mm-hmm. And when I saw this being advertised at our meetings like months ago, I almost, again, I almost cried because it's just sort of like a, fuck, that's me. I drink like that. Like a moment mm. of acceptance. Like Do you remember acceptance. that feeling when you read the book? When I, I remember being blown away going, are you kidding me? Like I have chills right now. I couldn't believe that there were other people that thought that I thought, drank like I drank, had the same problems with being able to control it. It was unreal. The same feelings. Yes. The anger, like, the anxiety, okay. the resentment, the confusion, the bewilderment. Bewilderment was the biggest for me. It was like, how? why can I not control this thing? Yeah. I am so good at controlling everything. Why can't I control this? Yes. And it's not for lack of want, which is what I think a lot of people outside of recovery think. If you just want it enough. You don't. They think you don't want enough. Yeah. Yeah. And there was, I I was only able to hit one meeting because I had no fucking idea I would be volunteering for three and a half hours. (laughs) No resentment there. Do you need to talk to your sponsor, Julie? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and she's here. Both of our sponsors are here. My sponsor has like a whole jewelry t-shirt uh, stationary, all kinds of cool shit yep. in a hospitality suite. But the meeting I did go to, there was the man at the podium was talking about um, when he was young and he was 17, his dad was in the program for like 40 years. And the his he came home drunk and was throwing up one day and his mom, he could overhear his mom saying to his dad, aren't you going to say anything? Aren't you going to do anything? We got to get in there. And his dad said to him, He's got to figure it out for himself. Right. Let him have his own experience is what he said. Mm. And so we can't want it for other people. 
I had to have my own experience to get sober. Yeah. It's a very sad reality because it has nothing to do with willpower. I remember when um, people in my family, you know, some younger members of my family came to me and said, you know, uh, Auntie Lisa, do you think that I, uh, I might be an alcoholic? <laughs> and I remembered having this conversation with my sponsor and him saying, it's not up to you to tell them. And I'm like, oh, but I want to tell them. <laughs> but yes. So I said, I don't know. What do you think? Like, you're asking the question. Why are you asking the question? Yeah. So asking questions instead of saying, fuck yeah. <laughs> you remind me a lot of myself. Yeah. But um, yeah. We don't diagnose. Um, no. I was in a meeting with the associate pastor of my church a couple days ago and my recovery came up. Um, I'm completely transparent in my faith and I'm going to have to be in what I'm called to do anyways. Mm-hmm. But uh, he asked about my alcoholism and I said about my parents, look, I don't know if they're alcoholics or drug addicts, but what I will say is that I grew up with parents that had a very unhealthy relationship <laughs> with alcohol. Yes. Because really, who am I to say someone is or isn't? Right. I can say, oh, I think I know where that is going. But mm-hmm. there's such, it's like a, there's a spectrum, right? There's like um, heavy drinkers, alcohol dependents, alcoholics, binge drink, like it's across the board. Yeah. So who am I to really say? We we had started to say something about that. Was it an Instagram post? And then yeah, we got it was sidetracked. Allie. Allie left a really beautiful comment on our Two Sober Chicks Instagram page where she's basically, um, she loves the podcast. And she said that it's highly recommended for people in sobriety. So thanks, Allie. And she's not, is she a big fan of AA or just um, new to AA? I remember reading something about... She says that she hasn't made time for it. Okay. And she hasn't really jumped into any sober friendships yet because Mm. she hasn't surrendered fully to the program. Right. So my prayer this weekend is for Allie to surrender to the program. That's nice. Yeah. That's a good prayer. Yeah. I um, I had a newcomer for a short period just a little while ago, and I don't know where she is at this moment either. So... I'm going to, I think about her this weekend mm. and, um, <clears throat> you know, and it's, it's the same old story about how we come in, um, even though we're broken and alcoholism and drug addiction has taken us to our knees and we've obviously got no place else to go cause we're here <laughs> at Alcoholics Anonymous. People who don't have a problem don't end up here. And yet we still have that ego and that arrogance to think, but I know better. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll come to AA, but I'm going to work it the way I think it should be worked. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I hear things, you know, oftentimes I was in the newcomer room and, you know, hearing people just talk afterwards and talk about God and what they think about that and talk about sponsorship. And I don't like people telling me what to do. And, and the whole topic was about um, remembering when you were a newcomer. So there was, you know, a chance for people who'd been around for a while to talk about what it was like when they were a newcomer. Oh, I like that. And I talked about um, whenever I'm, um, I think the topic was, when do you, do you still feel like a newcomer? Are there times when you feel like a newcomer? And I said, I feel like a newcomer, or I feel like the newcomer I was when I am 
irritable, discontent, mm-hmm. restless, angry, pissed off, frustrated that people aren't behaving the way I want them to behave. Mm-hmm. Things aren't working out the way I want. When I start to be self- so self-centered that all I can think about is poor me, that takes me right back to when I first came into Alcoholics Anonymous because mm-hmm. I thought I, I don't know, I thought I knew better. But yeah. yet here I was, broken and seeking answers, but not being willing to listen or to hear and then to take action on what I heard. Yeah. So it's going to be a fun weekend, Julie. It's going to be exciting I'm and so fun. so excited. Emotional. There's a banquet tomorrow. You're going, I wonder if we're sitting at the same, oh, we can check on our name tags right now. Oh, it's we're like the same a table. lottery. Okay. I bet you were not because we didn't register together. <laughs> I'm at 74, table 74. Yeah. No, I'm on the other side of the room at 34. Boo. <laughs> so there's like this big banquet. I was telling um, one of my besties, I go, it's really weird because it's kind of like being at a wedding reception minus the flowers and the booths. Right. Because it's these big tables and you've got waiters in like their whites and blacks serving you. And there's a big head table where all the speakers and the committee sits and yeah. It's super fun. It is like a wedding. I thought I might check out the dance this year. Yeah? Have you ever been? Yes. I feel like it's kind of like a... Got together with my wife at one of those dances. Making out under the tables. Yeah, you know. <laughs> a little knee touch here. A little knee touch there. Um, might be the first year that I check it out. Yeah. Not sure yet. And I hate dancing. You do? Yeah. I didn't I, know that. Oh, yeah. I'm very I awkward. I love it. I have forced myself to do it in sobriety because it's one of those things that I wanted to get through and get over. Um, But I don't feel, I mean, I drank heavily in bars because uh, one of my exes loved to dance. And so in order for me to be able to make it out onto the dance floor, I had to be really, really drunk to not care. Because again, it's that ego, that um, inferiority complex, egomaniac thing where I think that everybody's looking at me. We could give two fucks about the fact that I can't dance. Right. But I care what other people think so much that the possibility that someone might look at me and think, oh my God, what a loser. What a terrible dancer. <laughs> Who's that person? Hmm. You know, gives me this complex. So. so that's why it was important for me to learn to get out there and dance in sobriety like I didn't care. Yeah. Even though I still do, but I'm working on that. It's one of those things I'm working on. So I have been to the dance a couple times. Yeah. And danced. And actually danced. Not just sat there. Do they play slow music or is it all fast You know what? It's mostly fast. Yeah. Okay. So it's not really that awkward. But they do, I think near the end, they played a couple slow songs near the end of the evening. All right. It's kind of like a high school dance. Grinding up on each other. Without the booze. Without the booze. (laughs) Again. And the chaperones. Right. Yes. All right, well, um, that's 19 minutes of our first day, our wrap-up of the first day of the ORC. Maybe we'll end it here and uh, kick off another one. Sounds good. And um, Yeah, so we're going to be talking a lot about the ORC, about what we hear, maybe what we've learned. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be some great shares. Yeah. I heard a guy, Marco, today, uh, just a little over a year sober, and um, oh, I love it when men cry. Oh my God, me too. Especially like, you know, tough men who you look at them and you're like, man, that's a tough guy. Like when Luke, my sponsor, when he chokes back tears, I'm like, I love you, man. I love you so much. There, when he spoke at our group last time and got choked up, I swear the first two rows, we were all like, oh, oh, oh Luke. <laughs> oh, by the way, if you're listening, 
you can actually go online and order the, on Daniel's Taping Services yeah. all of the speaker tapes from this conference. You can order, and it's an, on an MP3. They will email you. Um, I can't remember how much it is. I'm looking right now for the paper. I um, heard, was it Jennifer tonight? And she was amazing. Very funny lady. I really, really enjoyed her talk tonight. Just looking for her name so I get it right. Um, oh, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We have our we have our one mic because again we're having a mic issue, and uh, we have it on top of Julie's piece of luggage. And I said, "Don't touch that because it sounds like it's on a, a fucking tub or a steel drum." Who was the speaker tonight? I think Jennifer. So Daniel Taping Services. If you go to Daniel D A N I E L tapingservices.ca you can go on there and not only buy all the speakers from this ORC but like many ORCs past Mm, that's great so we are I'm actually going to buy the whole conference which is um, $100 for the mp3 it's full AA and Allen on set and then I'm sending it to my bestie who's on an African safari because she's like I want to hear all the speakers I'm not allowed to be I can't be there so it's super cool. That is. What a great gift. Yeah. That's a wonderful gift. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, oh, and Earl H. is going to be here. Is, that's who you are here for. Oh, I, yeah. If if I, uh, price of admission right there. Mm-hmm. If I only went to one meeting this entire weekend and I got to see Earl H., I can't believe I'm going to get to see him live. It's kind of like, you know, if you met Jesus. Um. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> For you. I mean, so this is kind of like that experience for me. Just because I remember listening to this guy's tape because Luke told me, you need to listen to this guy. Mm. Because, of course, I was disgruntled and pissed off about something. And when I heard this guy's story, I I cried. And then I thought, if that guy can get sober and stay sober through all the fucking shit that keeps happening in his life, there's hope for me. Well, I need to hear this too then. Oh, my God. It's going to be so great. I'll be there tomorrow at that one. Yeah, so that's Saturday. That's tomorrow, Saturday. Oof. Saturday, March 2nd. Right. 2019. 2019. It's 10.57 now, Toronto time, Ontario, Canada, and I guess I need to tuck you into bed. Okay, then. All right. Please do it naked. <laughs> <laughs> and then touch my bum a bit, and then you can go. <laughs> and we're using the bi-directional mic tonight. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I said for the first time in my life, I'm going to have a bye night. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> All right, everybody, thanks for um, tuning in. Yeah. Um, we're on iTunes, we're on SoundCloud, and a bunch of other different platforms, wherever you find us. Um, drop us a line sometime, let us know what you think of the podcast, or if you have a topic. I think we have a topic coming up in the next podcast from, is it Angel- Angelica? Angelica. I always want to say Angelica. Oh, yeah, that's right. Right, so we'll yes. get to that. And yes. she celebrated two years. So. I think it's a, I think it's about how do you maintain going to meetings when you've got so much stuff going on in your life. But Perfect. I'll have to double check on that. That's what made me think of the newcomer. Okay, let's talk about that. Okay. All right, coming up in the next po- that, pod. 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 Thanks for joining us on Two Sober Chicks. I'm Lisa. I'm Julie. Good night, folks.